let's talk about sleep. Listen to these studies from Harvard and Johns Hopkins. Chronic sleep deprivation has been shown to lead to depression, diabetes, obesity, and cardiovascular disease. We need eight hours of sleep. One of sleep's biggest problems, temperature. Tough to get good sleep if you're too hot. I want to tell you about the Pod by 8 Sleep. The Pod by 8 Sleep is a high-tech bed designed specifically to help you achieve optimal sleep fitness. It was developed by leading sleep researchers after tracking 43 million hours of sleep. It combines dynamic temperature regulation and sleep tracking to enhance your rest and recovery. It learns your sleep habits and adjusts the temperature automatically. That means if you like the bed cool, your partner likes the bed warm, now you can have both at the same time in a crazy comfortable bed. Sleep longer and deeper so you wake up refreshed and ready to take on the world. Try the pod for 100 nights, and if you don't love it, we'll refund your purchase and arrange a free pickup. They already sold out of their first two batches, so they're going fast. For a limited time, get $150 off your purchase when you go to 8sleep.com pro. That's E-I-G-H-T sleep.com pro. 8sleep.com pro. Well, this is Jeff Fedoten with Believe in Chiefs on the Believe Podcast Network. Kansas City's number one sports podcast network. The only place with a show for every team in Casey and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? On this week's show, former Chiefs offensive lineman Joe Valerio and I discuss the Chiefs' win against the Denver Broncos and the upcoming game against Chicago Bears on Sunday night football. Joe, the Broncos game, the Chiefs won that. That was the ninth consecutive time the Chiefs have beaten the Broncos. Just an amazing stat. That's amazing. It's you know, to have that kind of consistency in in the win column against teams. Uh, I think I think the the record against the Raiders is very similar to that. And you know the Chiefs are obviously becoming sort of the dominant force in the AFC West. We got one more AFC West game to go. Not to look past the Bears, but um, you know I think I think you know this is definitely the the Chiefs AFC year, uh, AFC West year, and and I think they've um, they've made a statement with that game against the Broncos for what, sure. What's, what's amazing is, you know, during your era that you had, you faced some of the Elway teams, which were so good. They were uh, always good against the Marty, Marty Schottenheimer teams, even dating mm-hmm. back to his Cleveland mm-hmm. days. And then you had the Peyton Manning era where he just, he was great against everybody. So the, the, the Broncos just had the Chiefs number. Now it's completely flipped. Yeah, completely flipped. The, you know, the Chiefs looked, I thought, in every facet of the game against the Broncos, I, I thought they looked pretty dominant in that game. You know, the, the, the weather was a great neutralizer. Um, it sort of evened things out. Some of the matchups that we talked about, Garrett Bowles, I think, you know, that kind of neutralized a little bit of that matchup with Frank Clark. Frank Clark not feeling well, nagging shoulder. So, you know, I think um, the Chiefs played a very complete game. Um, you know, we talked, uh, you know, we talked about a few others. We talked about the, the tight end font. Uh, you know, he, he had a, a pretty good, a pretty good uh, catch early on in the game. You know, I think he got, he got dinged banged up. up. Yeah. Yeah. Time in the injury tent and didn't really have the game. They thought that was the player they I think they were going to need in the short game uh, because obviously they weren't going to be throwing the ball deep against the chiefs and uh, they were going to need that. They were going to need that tight end position to be effective um, in the snow if they were going to pass the ball once you get, you know, especially once you get behind like that quickly, the way they, the way the Broncos did in the game, you know, the, the, the snow is amazing. It's amazing to play in. It, it, mm-hmm. it, it makes you feel like you were a little kid in the schoolyard. Like when I was a little kid, our favorite thing to do when it would snow and the plows would come on and they would push all the snow up in the corners 
uh, of, you know, in, of the street, we would jump over the piles and we would imagine that we were Walter Payton diving over the top of a pile <laughs> in like the Super Bowl. And we, you know, you'd hear us out there, Walter Payton over the top. And we would dive over the piles of snow. And it, it, it made me think about, you know, playing in that same kind of snow back in 1995 at mile high. So I'm watching the game and I'm like, mm -hmm. this is like a throwback for me. Uh, of, of the game in 1995, we played at Mile High. It was in snow that was very similar to that. And that's crazy also against the Broncos. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, you mentioned your childhood memories. The Chiefs certainly had a lot of fun and kind of uh, the same type of deal. They were doing snow angels. It like, seemed yeah. like every player on the team. So they, they kind of loved it. Um, it brings out the kid in you. you brings know, that out kind the kid of in you. Something else that was interesting uh, was you think that snow was difficult to pass in. Mahomes kind of looked like the Mahomes of the beginning of the year. He was so good. After the game, Andy Reid uh, had some interesting points about it. He was asked about that playing in those conditions, throwing in those conditions, and he said, you know, throwing in the rain is really tough. Throwing wind in the wind is very tough. Mm -hmm. But he said, throwing the snow is not that, that, not that much harder. I thought that was an interesting point. Yeah, well, you know, it, it, it definitely, believe it or not, it does make things a little bit stickier, um, you know, when you're playing in the snow. I mean, ha having a little bit of moisture and things on your hands like that is not a bad thing. Um, I, I actually prefer that kind of weather and, or for playing uh, rather than a, than a rain, even a mm -hmm. warm rain, you know, because it just everything gets soaked and slippery and, you know, it just makes it so difficult. But the but the snow, I don't know. It's almost like it's magical. You know, I yeah. mean, it makes me think about like I, little did I know as a kid. You know, diving over the top uh, of the pile on the street corner, right, pretending we were Walter Payton, that I would be blocking for Marcus Allen diving over the top of us. If if the fans are out there listening, I have, I have a favor to ask. If you want to have a, a, a harken back to to some some to a good era of the Chiefs Broncos rivalry. Google, put into the Google search bar, put in Marcus Allen Snow with spaces in between. Put Marcus Allen and then the word snow and go to the images tab. And the first picture that will, will pop up is a picture of Marcus Allen against the Broncos going over the top of the pile in the snow. And there I was blocking for Marcus Allen. So, you know, like that old saying, sometimes, you know, dreams come true and the snow makes it happen. And uh, it just watching, watching the Chiefs out there and watching – those guys have fun, right? Again, we talked about it on a pod, couple podcasts mm -hmm. ago, right? You always have to remember these, these young men at heart, they're kids, right? They're playing a kid's game. And to watch them go out there and have that kind of fun. And to, and to have a coach like Andy Reid let it happen and to let those guys go out and enjoy the weather, enjoy being home at Arrowhead in that weather and, and have a great time. I, I think that was very reflective of what happened out on the field uh, against the Broncos. And that Marcus Allen, you know, I can picture that in my head. And so many Chiefs fans, even without looking it up, Chiefs fans yeah. of a certain age, have that image of, of Allen going over the top, those large snowflakes. Yeah, uh, it was a blast. Yeah, what were some more memories of that game, Joe? And like uh, in the huddle, what were, and, and also what were kind of players, how were players coping on the sidelines with that snow? Yeah, you know, snow is actually, it's its almost, I don't want to use the word warmer because obviously my science would be off and anybody who has a, <laughs> a, a, a meteorological background would correct me. But mm -hmm. it, it almost, when you're playing in that kind of weather, it's almost, um, I'd rather play in, in weather that was say, you know, sub 30 degrees and snowing than play where it was like 
40 degrees and raining. And I know that sounds weird, like, ah, oh, but, the, but the temperature and it's not freezing. Believe me, that cold, wet, like rain when it's like 40 degrees, 42 degrees is just chilling and it goes to your bones. Believe it or not, for some reason, I don't know what it is. I can't explain it. I'm not a scientist. I'm not a meteorologist. Uh, I'm not a biologist. But for some reason, playing in that weather feels almost warmer, mm-hmm. even though the temperature, like the air temperature is colder. Uh, playing in the snow, uh, it's, not, it's not as cold and as chilly and it doesn't get to your bones. So, you know, players cope with it by staying dry. Obviously, you know, obviously the, the NFL teams have fantastic, you know, sideline uh, benches now where you can put your feet in, you can put your helmet on top of the little heat vent and, you know, kind of keep, uh, keep things warm. So they definitely have the technology now. To, to, to maintain some temperature on the sidelines. Unlike the old days where we had those big giant jet furnaces, right. you know, they were like giant hair dryers on the sideline. They, they, didn't, they didn't really help, to be honest. They only <laughs> made it worse. I bet. I'm sure they didn't help nearly as much as the things they have today technologically. Man, that game, you know, that image of Marcus Allen, like you talked about how magical it was. Was there a better goal line runner than Marcus Allen? Just no, whether no. it's going over the top or even yeah. – through through the the pack there. Well, there were two. There were there were a couple of touchdowns I I remember scoring on. Um, you know, the number one. Uh, if anybody remembers the the um, the, the Phoenix Cardinals game where Steve Bono ended up, you know, sure. at, at the time with the large the longest, longest throw by a quarterback, seventy six yards. When you if you go back and watch that play, it's been on YouTube and different mediums. Uh-huh. Catch that one every once in a while, and it was actually on NFL.com not too long ago. They were. Uh, they had brought that one up, and it was so funny because if you watch that, all 11 of the Cardinals just went right after Marcus. Uh, you know, when I scored against the 49ers um, in that game at Arrowhead, you know, Marcus did his his classic, like, you know, jump up over the top, and, like, the entire defense you is just collapsing. I'm standing yeah. in the end zone all by myself. And, you know, he was – he just – he brought attention. Uh, because I don't, I don't. I mean, obviously, he wasn't. He wasn't a Derrick Henry. You know, he wasn't. Uh, you know, Christian Okoye. Obviously, he was. He was. You know, jacked. I mean, he was. He was well built, but he was definitely not that. That big bruising back. That he just. I don't know. He was just. He could find crevices and cracks and use his leg strength to get through holes on and down around the goal line. He, he was amazing. It was. It was. It was uh, it was really fun to watch because next thing you know, you just saw him sneaking in and you know, where did he come from? And he always found a way to, to get himself into the end zone. And that, that Broncos touchdown was definitely one of the memorable ones. He was just so savvy. Um, you know, speaking of running backs, that's kind of been something we've been watching uh, against the Broncos. Mm-hmm. Had some different guys, Darwin Thompson getting mm-hmm. a little more work, Spencer Ware, who's fairly new to the team, at least in his yeah. second tenure with the team got some run what what's what do you think of the status of the ground game as they're kind of moving parts around I'm still worried about it Jeff I really am I you know you know me I'm a positive guy Uh I'm not not a negative Nelly when it comes to 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 the Chiefs or or the teams that I'm a fan of but you know I I I am I am concerned I I am concerned I I saw something I heard a statistic um, that right now there are six teams um, that have a higher passing ratio than the Chiefs. So, you know, their percentage of pass plays to run plays, and all six of them have losing records. And, and, and what that tells me is I'm, I'm not so much scared 
as the team is right now, the way that this offense is humming, especially the way the defense is humming too, to be mm-hmm. honest. Um, but it, it worries me that if, if they have one of those parts of their offense gets dinged up, whether it's Kelsey, whether it's losing, you know, one of the speedsters, uh, whether it's, it's Pat, you know, going down again with, with even a minor injury, that's what that's my biggest fear right now is we're going into the marty top of the pyramid here we are right we're, uh, going, we're going back to marty's reference about the pyramid getting really tight at the top i really worry about that because that statistic really stuck out with me when i heard that the six teams <clears throat> that have a higher pass percentage than the chiefs to their run game have all have losing records i started thinking we cannot lose Pat. Like I'm, I'm not trying to throw that. I don't want more. Yeah. I'm knocking right. on as much wood as I possibly can right now as we're recording this. I just don't. Uh, that's my biggest fear because I don't think they have the running game to sustain a deep run into the playoffs if they don't have all those weapons in the passing game. I, and I think that's a good point. You know, the Chiefs, Chiefs are, are really playing great ball now. Their offense is humming. Their defense, which we'll get to, is really humming too. Um, something that has been – um, a little bit of a concern too is they haven't been as effective in the red zone, settling for more field goals. And I think that's part of it, Joe, is that the running game, you know, it's, it's harder to be when the running game is not quite as dependable as it, as it was last year when they had Kareem Hunt for much of the year, you know, it, it's uh, that makes the goal line opportunities a little bit more difficult. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's really, um, it's really my biggest concern. And, and I was going to ask you, Jeff, you know, what did you think of, of, of the officiating in that game um, against the Broncos? I mean, obviously I think the negating factor could have been some of the snow, but I have an interesting statistic for you that that, that crew, that referee uh-huh. crew, they have, and I can't believe they're keeping these statistics. And I love, you know me, I love the statistics. Yeah, yeah, I love the data. They, are, they, that crew, that officiating crew had the second lowest number of penalties year to date. So of all the games that they've officiated. And I thought that showed. And I, really, I totally agree. It was a quick, fast game. Totally. Let, let's hope more games can be called yes. like that. I'm let, totally them play, let them play. Let them play. Let them go out there and do their thing. And that, and that, and, and, and why I brought that stat up. I know you're like, how does that relate to the Chiefs' lack of a running game? Well, in those kind of games, I think that's – and I brought that up because if the Chiefs can avoid the penalties, if they can get into these clean, quick games, right, it can be a, a helpful factor in their lack of a running game, right? Because when the game slows down, I think that's when the Chiefs will will struggle because, like you said, you're getting in the Renzo. They don't have the sustainability to keep punching the ball ahead and punching it forward. It's really – Jeff, it's really hard to design passing plays inside the red zone. Mm-hmm. It really is. I mean, just speaking from experience, it's – you know, that field – think about it, right? As a fan, shrinks, yeah. watch the field. It just shrinks and shrinks and shrinks, and it gets tighter and tighter, and the zone gets tighter, and the man-to-man gets tighter. And, and you, it, what does it do? it negates a lot of the Chiefs' speed, right? I mean, Terry Kill could run a three-second 40 <laughs> inside the 20-yard <laughs> line. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Unless he's using his speed to go horizontally across the field, you're, you're losing a lot in the tight field. And, and that running game uh, is going to be is something that, you know, obviously I hope they really, you know, work on in the offseason uh, so that they can be a little bit better in the red zone for sure. That's a great point, Joe, and that's kind of why that Travis Kelsey play where he was the Wildcat quarterback, such a cool play, and also a little bit by necessity, you know, with mm-hmm. the running game struggling around the goal line a little bit. Yeah, they're definitely going to have to get creative for sure. Well, Joe, it's an exciting time for sports. 
sophomore sensation Lamar Jackson is redefining what it means to be a dual threat quarterback. Odds on Jackson to win the MVP race were at 50 to 1 to begin the season and have plummeted since, making my bookie's prop selection more attractive than ever. Without a doubt, people are going to be looking to get in on the action. We have the best place for you to go my bookie. If you're the kind of guy who likes to bet a little to win a lot, try Parlay. For instance, if you like a couple of the big favorites this week, parlays are perfect because they let you bet multiple games together for a much bigger payout. My bookie has more lines and better odds for the player than any other sportsbook around. If you join right now, my bookie will match your deposit halfway, all the way up to $1,000. That means if you deposit $2,000, you can get an extra $1,000 in free money to play with. All you have to do is use our promo code BLV to activate the offer. Once again, that's promo code BLV to get your extra cash from my bookie. Bet, win, get paid. Uh, Joe, another interesting game coming up that should be fun against the Chicago Bears, a Sunday night football, Soldier Field. You know, I'm expecting uh, a low-scoring game relatively that the Bears' defense remains really good. And the the Chiefs' defense – um, has not allowed has allowed 17 points or fewer in four straight games. Yeah, I I, I um, you know, I think um, you know, Khalil Mack was ineffective against the Packers. Um, you know, they paid a lot of money for him to disrupt the quarterback and and to get into the backfield. And um, I you know, I don't know if um, you know, I I, I mean, obviously we got to we got to keep him you know off the mm-hmm. field, right? We got to we got to make sure that um or i'm sorry keep him from disrupting pat i I think his kind of rush i think patrick is really good at avoiding that kind Mm -hmm. of rush so it's not i'm not as concerned about that um i think when you look at at what the at what the chiefs did against the broncos right they were effective in the weather they there's really not a lot to talk about what they did they did everything right they used kelsey for the short passes they used uh, hunt across the middle to create speed going horizontally. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, hopefully uh, they'll be able to Hill get was, Yeah, Hill was so great in that game. He left a little bit yeah. later with an injury, but he should be back. So Yeah, so that's, you know, and I think, I think, I think what, what the, you know, what the Chiefs need to do now is expand the game out, ex- extend the field against the Bears. Um, I think from, from an offensive perspective, I think they got to keep stick with their game plan. They got to continue to, you know, use Shady at the right time. Um, you know, they got to make sure that they're uh, using Kelsey in, in all the right routes and, and, and breaking up the zone and getting into those gaps and and use their wide receiver speed to to stretch the field both horizontally and vertically. I think that's that's going to be their their biggest uh, success on offense for sure. You mentioned uh, stretch the field. That's going to be interesting. This is a very good Bears defense, mm-hmm. but they have been susceptible to big plays. Deep mm-hmm. passes on occasion. The Packers actually last week, um, it was just a drop pass by, uh, uh, I think, one of the receivers, Valdez Galding, that was who was in. Rodgers had him deep, and the guy just dropped the pass. So usually they're really good, but I expect them, you know, to maybe hit a deep ball here or there. But, again, not, not as much scoring as, as we're used to from the Chiefs because it's a very tough Chiefs – excuse me, a very tough Bears defense – and more than that, Joe, they, th- these teams know each other so well. Their yeah. personnel. That's uh, that that matchup. The, the Nagy Reed mentor mentee matchup is is really going to be fun for fans to watch. You know, they they know each other so well, right? Uh, I think you got to tip 
the hand to Coach Reed because, you know, like every good uh, mentor, uh, you know, Coach Nagy probably uh, – or Coach Reed has probably taught Coach Nagy everything Coach Nagy knows, not everything Coach Reed knows, right? Right, so, <laughs> right, right. Coach Reed's going to have something – he's going to have something up his sleeve, some twist, some, something different that, that, that Coach Nagy hasn't seen before. Um, and that's just the way Coach Reed is, right? He's constantly developing. I heard, I heard Travis say that in, in one of his pressers about uh-huh. he really is impressed with the fact that 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 Andy Reed continues to come up with creative ways to use the offense to put the right personnel out on the field for the right types of plays. So I'm 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 ex- I'm excited to see that matchup uh, to watch the chess game again, right? And watch how how they can. Um, how they can try to outguess each other, uh, and I think Coach Bagnol is really coming coming into his own. Here, here's what I think: If I had to say one thing about what Coach Bagnol is doing right now uh-huh. offensively for the Chiefs, he's dictating what the offense does as as opposed to vice versa. That's right? a great point. You know, it, it's 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 one thing. You know, nine times out of ten, a good offensive coordinator is going to keep the defense guessing. Uh-huh. And, and they're going to dictate to the defense what the defense should do. Coach Bagnola has flipped that script. Uh, he's turned that narrative on its head, and he is dictating what the offense is going to do and, and what the opponent's offense is going to do. And I love that about a defensive coordinator. Totally. I, that was so, so yeah. much more aggressive of late, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. bringing pressure and stuff. That's a great point. Yeah. Uh, another fun thing to watch will just be how similar the offense is. Are in this sense, obviously, the Chiefs have much greater weapons. You can't compare uh, Mahomes to Trubisky, though they were in the same draft class. But a lot of the play selection, you know, the Chiefs run Tyreek Hill and Jet Sweep so much. You'll see Tariq Cohen do some of that, and they'll, mm-hmm. they'll think there's going to be a lot of uh, fun stuff like that. And even, you know, Matt Nagy, obviously, as we mentioned, was the offensive coordinator under Reed in Kansas City. But even more than that, Matt Nagy played with Brett Veach in yeah. college, the Chiefs GM. So the connections, these teams know each other so well. Yeah, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of great connections uh, that are, are kind of stretching into both organizations. And it's nice to see, right? And a lot of it is, um, you know, it, the NFL coaching tree is connections, right? When you look at, at, the, at the coaches that come out under these great head coaches like Andy Reid, who know how to put a successful program together and to, and to build and and it's exciting it's exciting to see um so you, i'm sure we'll see a lot of similarities in the way the bears are playing i think i think trubisky is a, a little bit of a different quarterback than pat and i know the bears it's probably still annoying at the bears fans you know and it's hey hindsight's 2020 right, right? Who, who knows at the time who was making the right decision you, these things have a way of playing out but you know the fact that they they traded up for Trubisky and 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 passed up on, on Pat. You know, it's like <laughs> Bears fans got to see this team coming in and and seeing how dependent the Chiefs are on on Pat and how well he plays and how magical he is as a leader and as a quarterback. And it's like, oh, they must be like, I can't believe we had a chance. We could have had him, but you know, listen, hindsight's always twenty twenty. Especially Bears fans and the quarterbacks. You know, they've had a pretty rough go of it. You know, Chiefs had fans had a fairly rough go at it of it at times mm-hmm. <laughs> before Mahomes. So, some uh, relatable another commonality yeah, it's, there. It's about time we came out on the on the winning, <laughs> winning end of that. I, you know, I I think the Chiefs, you know, going back to the defense a little bit. I, you know, look, their defense is definitely playing much better. I, I'm really sad that that Okafor's out. I, I, it's that's 
you know, it's just not what we needed at this point, but you know, it happens. I don't, I don't know whether this Terrell Suggs thing is going to ever, ever work out. Um, you know, if, but, if, but smart Joe, I think, uh, to, uh, to claim Suggs, if nothing else to keep him from, he yeah. said, you know, he wanted to go to the Ravens who have the best record. So sure. they have the last you know, pick basically in the, in the waiver system. So if nothing else to keep him from the way Ravens, hey, who they you know what? very well could see on the, on the road to the, uh, yeah. Super Bowl here. That's yeah. smart. That's the off the field, you know, chess match that you have yeah. to play. I mean, you know, the, the Bears defense is, is is very lowly low ranked in 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 um, you know, in in sort of. I mean, sorry, I'm sorry. Their offense is very offense, low ranked yeah. in the run. Uh-huh. And so I think you know we, we we get a chance to regroup without having Alex out there, right? With mm-hmm. with um with him with him being hurt. So we you know they're like you know 29th I think in rushing yards per game. They've got less than 100, got 85 yards per uh, game in the rush. They're they're 27th in the league in um, scoring drive percentage. They only score on 28 or 29% of their of their drive. So they're not a productive offense. So if there was a week that the Chiefs could regroup without Alex Okafor and, and kind of figure things out. Um, you know, this is probably the week for yeah. it, you know, and sometimes that happens, <laughs> you know, you get a little lucky that we're not, you know, playing the Ravens this week and they happen to be on the schedule or playing the Patriots this week, you know, as we try to shore up that possibility of having that number two seed, right. Wouldn't that be great um, if, if the bear or if the Patriots can falter and, and we could move into that number two spot, get that bye week. That would Which be, could happen. The Bills are looking awfully good. The Bills are looking good. They really are. So, you know, that that is definitely uh, – I know I'm rooting for that. Um, I'm rooting for, for the Bills to, to put one on the Patriots and, and help move the Chiefs into that two spot. That would, be, that would be big for us. Joe, give us one matchup, really key matchup to watch in this game and also kind of just your overall prediction of, of, for the score for this game. Yeah, I think, to be honest I, – I, you know, I hate to say this, but we because we already talked about it, not avoiding the question. But I, I think the coaching matchup is probably yeah. the yeah. best matchup. I, right. I I really do. I, I think trying to to watch the game and to figure out who the plays that they're calling and as as the fans are watching, you know, the back and forth. Uh, I, I think that's really the matchup. I the, the, none no there was no real personal matchup that really stood out to me. That I said, oh man, you know, whether it was on the O line or whether it was some matchups with you know, Tyreek Hill or, or Travis, like, I think the chiefs are going to do their thing. Um, and there's really no uh, personal matchup that's going to happen out on the field. I think all the matchups, this is going to be a chess game. Um, and the bears are a good team. They've got some good wins, Jeff, you know, they, they, they beat the Vikings. It's, you know, this they're, is not they're a team. Hot. Yeah. They're we hot. can't look past this game. We, you know, they, I know they're seven and seven. I know they're not in the playoffs, but we cannot look past this game. You know, they've, 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 you know, beat the Cowboys, right? right. They're, they're okay. Um, they beat the Vikings. Those were two big wins for them. They held the Packers to what? They, uh, was that was that a very close game down the water. Uh, yeah. You know, they, they, the Saints was a very pretty close game, maybe nine points, Yeah. Um, if my memory serves me. So, you know, this isn't a team to, you know, to be taken lightly for sure. And, and I know that Andy's not going. Oh, absolutely not. And I love your out of, out of you know, thinking creatively with the matchup question, kind of um, with the coach. Yeah, that coaching matchup is going to be – so fun. So how, how do you see the outcome, Joe? I, I see this, you know, I, I know, you know, I'm not, I'm not a big Vegas line guy, but I, you know, I know that's in the four or five point range. I, I think, I think the chiefs are going to win by 10. Um, I think they've got too many offensive weapons. Uh-huh. The Bears, even though the bears do have a, a good solid defense. Um, I think they're going to, they're going to struggle with, uh, with the chiefs team speed. 
um, because it's opening everything up, right? It really is. It's, it's look, at what, look what it's done for Travis Kelsey. It's made him an unbelievable weapon having that team speed. Um, you know, Patrick is, 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 is coming back into his own. He looks, he looks primed. He's, he's really peaking at this point. Um, I think their defense is, you know, becoming, I mean, really they're becoming like stifling, right? When you yeah. really think about what they've been able to do against some pretty decent offenses. So I, um, I, I think it's going to be a 10 point game. Like I agree with you. I think it's going to be relatively low scoring. I think it's, it's going to be, cause they're, they're both, they're both teams that are, are, are struggling in the red zone. Um, they're both uh, teams that do not have big times of possession uh, per drive. The, I, I saw that the Chiefs right now are averaging about two minutes and 49 seconds per drive. And the, and the, um, the Bears are 16th in the league uh, with two minutes and 39 seconds mm-hmm. per drive. So here, here's a stat. The Ravens are at 318. Wow. That's, a, that's a whole 30 yeah. seconds. Of that's play. a big difference. So, you know, that just puts kind of things into perspective. So they're not teams that are going to hold on to the ball very long, both of them. And that's why I think it's going to be a relatively uh, low-scoring game. But I think it's you know it's going to be in that twenty to ten range. I think uh, you know you know maybe you know twenty-one thirteen you know something like that. Joey, and your predictions have been dead accurate. Like you you said, the Chiefs were going to beat the Patriots by a touchdown. That's exactly what happened. It was a seven-point margin. You said uh, the Chiefs were going to beat the Broncos. By about three touchdowns, it was 20 points, 23 to three. Yeah. Now, so I'm going to go with your, ten, uh, you know, 10 point. I, I think that's going to happen. I mean, I, I think maybe you need to take a trip to Vegas. I was going to say, well, I could, you know, I'm, only, I'm, only, I'm only an hour and 15 minutes from Atlantic City, Jeff. So, you know, I should definitely, uh, you know, take a ride down there and, and uh, put, put some money on that bet. We'll, we'll be back next week, unless Joe is hitting it so big in uh, Atlantic yeah, City could that, be retiring. <laughs> that he's retiring. But if you enjoy this show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available on your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? 
That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.